It's time for Yusuf on security. It's that time again. It's the podcast you care from someone you trust. In this episode, we will begin with the current news which you might find interesting. You might agree or disagree with the topic, but it's important to see where this leads. As always, and as the topic of the show, we will cover another important subject. In this episode, we will cover why you should not log in to your important sites, storage or application with one single factor. I'll explain what I mean by that. But it's all coming up next on Yusuf on Security. This is Yusuf on Security, episode 11, recorded Saturday, April 17th, 2021, 2FA. A piece of news that caught my attention is this. Um, you do remember the Hafnium hack, um, and this was um, one of the episodes um, that I have actually done um, in the in the past. Um, and the Hafnium was um, episode six, um, actually, and that was um, recorded on March 13th, um, 2021. So the FBI essentially has decided um, to help the um, those um, who own those devices uh, because they do see a, a great deal of danger um, in this. So there has been rem- they have been removing one of the um, one of the conduit of the um, of the breaking into those servers, um, and that was a web shell, if you remember. Um, and, and they tried to actually go ahead and remove those um, web shells um, from those on-premise um, servers. Um, and I think um, from what has been reported. This is um, at least eight um, U.S. states. So essentially a federal court um, in Texas has granted um, a warrant um, which allows the FBI um, to go ahead and actually um, um, conduct that operation without the knowledge. And this is the thing that actually caught my attention without the knowledge of the system owners um, and those who are operating um, um, they are trying um, to um, to contact them, and so they are attempting to to reach out to them prior um, to that um, operation. Obviously, um, so the operation is essentially uh, should be understood that this they are not patching any Microsoft um, Exchange servers, um, so they're not going to be obviously introducing issues to to those um, owners, but essentially just removing the. Um, those web shells from what we understand. So no vulnerability um, is actually being carried out um, or no additional malware or hacking tools um, have actually um, been said to, to, to have been um, removed, essentially. Um, and, and the problem with, with this, obviously, is, is multitude. So um, the, the, the first thing is um, the issue with, obviously, accessing those devices remotely. So it sets some sort of a um, um, precedence. So that's one. Um, and, and I do remember, actually, if, if my memory serves me right, on, on, I, I blocked on this on my um, blog, usermonsecurity.com, and you should be able to actually search and see. Um, at one point, um, a number of years ago, um, the Japanese government um, have decided to um, essentially um, do what is called a credential staffing to um, a lot of um, um, IoT or old routers which will never receive patch from the vendors. So they decided to actually um, um, reset 
Um, they um, reach out, obviously, to the owners through the ISPs who are connecting those um, those routers in order to um, ask them to um, um, change the, the the password. So there was a, a sort of a precedence. I, I do clearly remember um, that, and it's, it's actually on one of my blog there on use of security. So check it out. Um, so that's the that's the precedent it sets. The other thing is. Um, it's the um, it's it's the issue of um, of, of actually maybe um, inadvertently um, bringing those machines down um, without without obviously preparation from the side of the owner. So that's another thing. Um, the other thing um, that I can think of is um, a lot of um, um, malintended individuals, i.e. the cyber crooks, will probably going to get into a sort of a phishing campaign um, that appears to be coming from, you know, the um, the FBI.gov, um, etc. So um, be warned um, to keep an eye on um, on your um, on your emails. Um, and I think a good thing to really um, put um, your um, defenses up is essentially really making sure that you put the um, the authentication um, protocol in place. At least if you haven't started, it's a good time to to actually get onto the journey of the DMARC um, authentication protocol. Um, I have talked about this on episode 10 on SMTB authentication protocol, um, which was um, published on April 10th. So um, have a listen to that as well. So that's really something that caught my my attention, which I thought it would be interesting um, to my listeners. So 2FA or two-factor authentication. Before we get into that, let's just um, set the scene. Um, And I think... um, you would agree in recent years we've we've witnessed um a number of massive um hacks or data that has been exposed um website essentially losing um our personal data um of any user essentially and basically the cyber crimes are getting more and more clever um and the organizations big or small are finding their security systems um have essentially are not matched to the um crafty approach that the um attackers are um um getting up to now um it 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 only takes a simple um human error um to expose a trove of um personal data or medical record or sometimes even um cryptocurrency um keys um so it's no wonder it, this is a magnet um for the cyber groups um so essentially all organizations really without much of a um, exclusion um, small startup um, non-profit um, hospitals um, financial um, everyone essentially is a target um, before the cyber crooks and the most important things that they are after is essentially credentials um, so um, the especially the um, consumers um, um, facing this um, specific targeted attack, um, um, whether that is really for um, monetary gain or identity theft, um, which, let's face it, can be 
extremely um, devastating. Um, so stolen credentials essentially um, are um, what secure um, fake credit cards and fund shopping um, spree for the um, for the cyber crooks, and and this can obviously damage someone's um, credit rating and and the bottom line. Um, so um, this year alone, the FBI um, estimated in the billions um, of the business email compromise, and that the heart of that is essentially account takeover, um, and is clearly related to credentials. Um, so it's, 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 it's essentially um, a big problem, um, passwords, um, um, and something has to essentially be done. Um, um, so um, whenever possible, the consumers should get into the, into the habit of actually protecting themselves with something that is a, um, stronger than, than just a, a password. So just, just an extra layer of, of security. And that extra layer of security is essentially a two-factor authentication um, and, or 2FA. Um, so that's essentially what the world is going to. But let's go back um, in history. Um, when did the password essentially get vulnerable um, and became a problem? Um, well, back in 1961... Um, the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, um, um, MIT, um, developed a, um, a system called Compatible Time Sharing System, CTSS. And, and essentially this was making sure for everyone, um, um, i.e. the students, had an equal chance to use the computer at the MIT labs. Um, and they therefore required and mandated that all students um, use a sort of a secure password to log into the system so that they can sort of segregate the time sharing um, of those students um, versus the this resources that is available. I remember back then um, we didn't have um, gigabytes of RAM. Um, essentially it's something, um, you know, kilobytes is what people were working on, um, even less. So, But soon enough, um, students, um, you know, young and um, with plenty of time and, and bored, um, figure out that they could... Um, um, hack the system around and, and print out the passwords and, and essentially hog more and more resources. Um, so that's essentially really the, um, 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 the start of the password. Um, and, and, and while you're using password, it's better than obviously having no protection at all. Um, there is a, a, a foolproof, and here's why. Um, and first, um, humans um, are not good at essentially uh, memorizing difficult password. And this is why we, we sort of um, um, rotate around simple password that we can easily remember. Um, so we do have, as human beings, um, um, lousy memories. Um, essentially, so that would be it. And, and really, if you look at the um, among the, the worst passwords um, that you can actually find on um, exposed the data, uh, will be probably trouble one, trouble one, right? Six ones, um, essentially, or one, two, three, four, five, six, or one, two, two, nine, essentially, um, in an incre incremental fashion, or monkey one, two, three, or password, you know, the combination I'm talking about, you can probably guess, QWERTY, um, QWERTY. U E R T Y, or simply the password, um, uh, the word password in all lowercase. Um, so while these are um, easy to remember, of course, um, any decent attacker, uh, an opponent who's after after you, or maybe just um, opportunist, um, could easily crack or, or simply guess um, a password as simple as that. So that's the first point. We we have a, a lousy memory, and therefore we sort of. 
um, um, really just um, um, stick to um, good old habit, um, um, which essentially are not really good. The the other the, the second point is um, um, nowadays with the explosion of of internet and shopping and all our lives actually are relying on the internet. Um, we do have too many accounts, um, so as users. Um, get more comfortable uh, with doing everything essentially online. Um, they open more accounts um, and sort of accumulate. Um, you know, you can guess where I'm going with this. And this essentially creates too many passwords to remember um, and, and therefore leads the, um, the user um, to a dangerous habit. Um, and what that is, is basically recycling the password. So essentially using um, um, the password on multiple sides um, and, and this is what essentially the cyber crooks love. Um, so they can just take advantage of um, of one side and therefore hacking um, um, all this other side that you might actually be associated with, whether that is um, um, email related or um, um, apps on, on the internet or, or, or maybe shopping sites. Um, so they can then use those um, stolen signing credentials um, to gain more popular and maybe, you know, people might actually be recycling their own password and actually using um, the same password that they log in um, with their, um, you know, personal email um, to a to their to their banking and, and shopping sites. And, and of course, those two entities alone do have um, the link to your um, to your pocket, right? So that's where the um, credit card is linked. Um, so um, if if that is recycled and your um, um, you you know the the part of the um, cyber crook gain access to your recycled password to your personal I don't know um, um, instant messaging or, or of some sort or your um, a personal email then they have access to your to your to your credit card essentially and they can reset and um, and, and utilize that so that's the second one the the third one is the security fatigue um, so um, to protect um, themselves essentially so people try to make it harder for attackers by creating uh, more complex passwords password and passphrases, but um, so many data breaches um, are actually um, coming out um, with, with, with information that that essentially um, um, we're still getting hacked. Um, so therefore, what you what you basically ended up is the users basically throwing their hands in the air and saying, you know, there's, there's no hope. Um, so, and, and therefore, to really just um, make sure that we close that gap, um, the 2FA is a mass. Um, so the 2FA is an extra layer of, of security two-factor authentication and is to make is to use to make sure um, that um, that people trying to gain access on online essentially accounts um, 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 are secured so a user will enter essentially um, their username and password then instead of immediately just gaining access to that resources um, they will be required to provide um, another piece of information so basically this is the second factor part of it um, um, which 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 can come from a variety of categories um, and Broadly speaking, there are three categories, um, something you know, something you have, and something you are. Um, so let's step through 
those three. So something you something you know. This could be a personal identification, so a PIN, um, you know, a, some sort of a digit, etc., a password, um, answer to a secret um, questions or specific um, 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 keystroke on your keyboard. So something you actually sort of memorized. Um, it's not written anywhere. It's, it's in your head. So that's that's the first part of the category where um, that 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 comes in. Then the second one. Is something you have. Um, typically, a, a user um, would have something in their in their possession, um, like a credit card, um, a smartphone, which is probably the one that is going to be the winner, um, or a small um, hardware token. Um, so, and, and this is what I normally carry: um, hardware token. Um, I, I will expand that at a later stage. So that's the second one. So something you know, something you have, and then the third is the something you are, um, and we're seeing this more and more. On, on a smart devices these days. And this category is a little more um, advanced, of course, as you, as you might guessed. And, and it might include um, biometric pattern um, of fingerprint or iris scan or voice print. And, and this is actually talked a lot about in terms of voice print and financial institution. Um, so in, 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 instead of just a password, you sort of combine um, those, um, um, those um, categories. So the two-factor authentication um, essentially um, um, a poten- potential compromise of that, uh, of just one of those factors, and one essentially um, give way um, to the attacker. So even if your password is stolen or your phone is, is lost, for example, um, there's a good chance that um, someone else is having your second-factor authentication. It's highly unlikely. So um, let's say if you carry a hardware token in, in your in your in your pocket in your key ring or in your wallet um, and um, a data breach happens um, and your um, essentially username and password or email um, are exposed um, what is remaining is the um, is the hardware in your in your pocket essentially so uh, it's unlikely that will be reachable um, essentially so and of course there are two types of two-factor authentication which we will come into um, but the one I'm referring to here the hardware is a small device that you basically carry physical um, um, device um, and there are obviously the hardware token um, that you can actually buy and you can just really just go to um, and buy this from Amazon um, for less than um, um, what you would spend on a coffee um, on a week so um, that's essentially um, what you would probably be um, better off with so um, the, the probably the oldest um, form of two-factor authentication is is the hardware and, and we do remember in the old days you know the RSA um, four keys um, that we used to um, carry around and, and this used to print a numeric code every 30 seconds um, so when I try when the user is trying to access something they, they just glance and, and then at that, um, in in addition to their to their password, um, and, and and you 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 log into the um, um, to the system that you actually um, want to access. So those are really the um, um, the the um, the older one. Um, the the other type of um, popular, um, which is actually being mandated now not to be um, useful um, because there are drawbacks, is the SMS text message and. Um, um, that is actually being used, and NIST actually has sort of 
um, um, voiced, I think, the last few years that that is um, essentially uh, has been deprecated. Um, so SMS-based two-factor authentication is essentially what you receive on your smartphone when you are logging into to some of the um, um, secure resources out there. And then the, the, the other one is the um, software token for 2, 2FA. And I think the most popular one probably uh, there's a lot of them. Um, it's the Google Authenticator where you download an app, install it. Um, it's kind of a QR, QR code and then the account is linked and then a sort of a rolling digit is displayed as soon as you open the token and um, or the, the app rather. And then you use that just the same way as we used to in the old days with the um, RSA fork keys. Um, um, that, that's essentially been used as a, as a software now. And most of the organization um, have moved on from um, hardware token to um, software token of that form as well. And then in the in, in the later part of the last few years, um, you do have a push notification to a phase. So rather, rather than relying on, on, on receiving um, or entering a token, a sort of a code um, website and applications can send you um, a push notification on your smartphone. Um, and then um, the, the device owner then will simply view and look at it and approve or deny. So you kind of have approve, deny, um, or okay, no, or yes or no, or something, or a tick and a cross. So you basically really just tap with your finger, um, and then that allows you in, um, essentially, to, to, to log into the um, um, to um, the website. Um, the where we are going with this now, um, and you can you can definitely you know you can sense the amount of effort that the industry is making to move away from the password, right? So even recently, you would actually hear passwordless. So what is that? Um, essentially, really, it's the it's it's a um, it's a way for us as the industry moving away from the dependency of the password. I think the password and username alone um, are too bad. Um, and I think um, the 2FA um, it's been adopted and, you know, predominantly people are using. So it has distilled to the normal um, layman on the street um, today. Um, but there has to be something better. So that passwordless authentication um, with nothing to enter, um, to enter is actually one way. And the way it really works is um, an application um, will ask you for, um, for a um, authentication so the first thing you would probably do is um, push notification. So you receive a message and then you actually um, approve that. Um, and then it will ask you for um, one of the other categories that we've actually um, talked about. Um, there's something you know, something you have and something you are. Um, so if you if you have a push notification, um, the, you can concatenate that with something you are. Since we have a lot of smartphones and, and devices that we actually always carrying um, and therefore can read our um, biometric um, characteristics. Um, fingerprint can be also a, the, the second category to be added um, instead of password. So that push notification would essentially be um, the first factor. And then the um, something you are, meaning the bi biometric pattern, either your fingerprint or your voice or your face recognition nowadays that you can actually use face recognition with um, um, Windows Hello or um, the iPhone or Android. 
um, that would be a second um, authentication. And then there will be sort of a continuous authentication. Um, so passwordless essentially will be will be that really. So there's no password. There might be a password involved right at the beginning before you set up the system. Um, but um, moving forward, there will not be a typical password as we know today. So that would be a passwordless um, authentication relying on um, some sort of a push um, or similar and then relying on maybe um, either a token or um, face recognition or fingerprint um, to, to really replace the um, the password. Um, and then, of course, the industry is moving towards, and this 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 will probably be an episode on its own, um, is, is moving towards what is now called the zero um, trust approach. So not, not just because the user has been authenticated um, that you're going to trust for the rest of, um, you know, the, the session. Um, so these, these systems these 2FA authentication and other applications that are actually now mandated by the industry will be reinforcing the authentication um, at any given time. So, um, because really the authentication um, nowadays has moved away from um, perimeter to whatever you are, um, especially post-pandemic where remote work has, has essentially become the norm now, um, fast on the user has become paramount, um, but also the device. Um, so the zero, the, um, the zero um, trust approach will certainly um, revisit um, the authentication of the user, but also the trust between the device accessing the resources um, and, um, and the user. So sort of a triangulation um, where um, um, not just once um, is authenticated, but the continuous checking of every application at any time can be actually re-evaluated. So certainly um, there is a long way um, that we came from, um, but it's um, but it's much um, to be done as well. So um, I thought that would be useful today. So until next time, um, take care of yourself and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>